sip of water first. Refreshing. Welcome back to the Inside Podcast. I'm John, aka the guy trapped underwater. Hello, how are you? I am under the water. Please help me. You're too much raining. <laughs> it is Wednesday, May 26th. Had to think about that for a second. <laughs> Hopefully, you're having an absolutely amazing day. As always, hopefully the weather is nice and gorgeous where you are at. I will say the weather is pretty decent over here if it wasn't boiling freaking hot. But besides that, nice and sunny. It's supposed to rain next week, though. I'm looking forward to that. Love me. A little bit of rain showers. Cools the weather off. Also, it's dark outside. So then it just makes it a lot easier to lay in bed. <laughs> Either way, yes, hopefully you have an absolutely amazing day. My day slowly progressing as it does, as it has been lately. Quick uh, couple of things to talk about, to update you on. So the podcast got some quality of life changes coming up for that, starting like now. <laughs> uh, so working or not working, created like an official schedule, I guess you could say, of like episodes uh, not necessarily like what episodes are coming out, but like, you know, the theme of the episode. Let, let me get into it. Let me, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me tell you what I'm doing. So essentially I have like, because like, okay, I'm really bad at explaining this. So you, essentially you kind of notice how like the podcast helmet has like sub-series. Yep, that's a plural. Sub-series. Uh, you know, you have like just chatting, movie talk, and stuff like that. So essentially created like a set schedule for the week of what type of episode is coming out each day. And so like for the last two Sundays, right, I've done movie talk. I kind of like just been running off of like a nuanced type of schedule. Like I know what I've done uh, for the past couple of weeks. So I just keep repeating that because it just creates a little bit of consistency. Now we have an official uh, consistent schedule starting with movie talk, which has now been moved from Sundays two Mondays because who doesn't like alliteration and got movie talk Monday alliterations are cool (laughs) so yeah Monday we got movie talk Tuesday as it has been for the last three months we got just chatting Wednesday like today we got philosophical questions and then so philosophical questions the titling is going to be changed a little bit also another quality of life change so for the past couple of times that I've done it it's just been philosophical questions, part one, two, three, whatever, whatever. So now, since it's like kind of having its own sub-series, gonna have the main title, philosophical questions, colon, subtitle. So then you have a little, uh, little idea what we're talking about, some of the questions that uh, we're addressing in the episode, and it creates a consistency in the titling of, you know, all the episodes. Everything looks nice and consistent. That's, that's the key theme for the schedules, consistency, <laughs> and for all the quality of life changes, just creating a little bit of consistency. So then Thursday and Friday, we'll have commentary uh, episodes like we had last week and the week before that and the week before that. As you can see, like I said, <laughs> kind of just do the same thing over and over again, have like a nuanced type of schedule. Uh, and then Saturday and Sunday, we'll have uh, the fun episodes. Well, all the episodes are kind of fun. But, you know, like the story episodes, Uh, like Tales From stuff, uh, post-quarantine chronicle stuff, and all the other, you know, story series that are planned for the upcoming future. So yeah, now you have like 
a set schedule of what's happening every single week. So now you know exactly what you're getting every single day you tune in. Before you even tune in, you know, I'm looking out for you, trying to help you out. <laughs> That's the point of quality of life changes for the audience anyway. Uh, but yeah, so asterisks to all that, I guess, special episodes for like holidays and other special days will take priority and just replace whatever episode would have been scheduled for that day. For example, uh, the next special episode coming up is Father's Day. Yep, nothing else has come before that. So yeah, Father's Day, which is a Sunday. So instead of having a story episode, be a Father's Day episode, right? So then this consistency, uh, good for you, also good for me because it helps me with planning. And uh, so now I know exactly what I'm doing each day and I'm just kind of figuring it out on the day. So, you know, hopefully this uh, this is great for everyone. It's great for you, great for me, just great all around. We're all doing great stuff. Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, yes, just talking about my day. I watched Tenet today. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty awesome movie, I will admit. <laughs> it's a pretty great movie. Uh, it's definitely going on my highly exclusive favorite movies list. It's a pretty tough list to get on, except not for Christopher Nolan, because pretty much every Christopher Nolan movie <laughs> is on that list, except for The Prestige. Uh, not because it's a bad movie, I just haven't seen it yet. Oh, that movie is definitely on my need-to-watch list, because I heard it was pretty great. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty curious, curious about that one. Uh, but, like, I love Christopher Nolan films, just straight up because like oh why would you do that <laughs> uh because yeah i have like a weird obsession with time which you've probably definitely heard as i've throughout the entirety of the podcast and which is like the main idea of the podcast anyway with hindsight uh but yeah i like you know just the way he handles the concept of time and how he explores it through different avenues and like different ideas in all of his movies because clearly Christopher Nolan also has a weird obsession with time. Because, <laughs> uh, like, Inception had time dilation through the idea of dreams. Because uh, we, everything, those videos on YouTube that has, like, all the scenes synced up. Or, like, the reality of, like, the length of time for all, like, the different scenes, I guess. So, like, the entire crashing of the, uh, what was it, the van... Then it has like the four different scenes of the dreams and they just go deeper and deeper. And so each one of those like scenes goes like super duper fast to sync up with the crashing of the van because they're all happening in that one time span. You get what I'm saying? Time dilation through dreams. Uh, Interstellar had time dilation through space, which is like a real thing. Because, uh, you know, time is relative through space and all that stuff. And then also it technically had like... A little bit of time travel-ish with uh, how that movie ended. I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it. All those pretty old movies. You either have seen it or you're not going to watch it ever. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Tenet was just, like, straight-up time travel. But, like, not in your typical idea of time travel. But it was, like, going backwards and forwards through time. But, like, actually physically being somewhat in the same timeline and going backwards and forwards through it. It was cool, all right? It was cool. <laughs> That's what I'll say about that one. It was cool, all right? Uh, I mean, there are a couple other Nolan films that, like, don't explore the concept of time. You have, like, the Batman trilogy, which makes sense because, like, you know, he's working from source, so he didn't actually write that one. 
So, you know, makes sense as it wouldn't explore time like that. Although, with that being said, the Batman trilogy, or the Nolan Batman trilogy, super freaking dope. Like, <laughs> those movies were great. By far, had the best uh, showing of the Joker with Heath Ledger in Batman Returns. Dark Knight Rises? Yep, there it is. <laughs> in the Dark Knight Rises, definitely one of the best depictions of Joker. Kind of rivaling, or I guess you could say, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in Joker kind of rivals that. But they were two different aspects of the Joker, kind of exploring two different uh, mentalities of the Joker. Both Jokers were great, but the Christopher Nolan movie, the Christopher Nolan films, that trilogy, just dope in general. Uh, and what was the other one? Also, you had Dunkirk. Which is another Christopher Nolan film that came out like four years ago, four or five years ago. Uh, the movie was cool in its own right, like just with the way he built up tension throughout the entire movie. But that movie was a slow burn. Like ah Jesus, <laughs> like, I get the building of the tension, but like that was a slow burn of a movie. But when stuff started picking up, it was a really great movie. Really great how he handled the tension. Also Harry Styles in that movie for like. 15 minutes <laughs> or something like that but uh yeah it was a great movie like uh with Tenet like I definitely picked up what was going on pretty much like straight away uh with like how the duplicates are like moving forward and backwards although I didn't know how they were doing it and like that explanation that reveal was super dope also the reveal at the end which, obviously, I'm not going to go into too much detail, because I don't want to spoil it, but just with, like, having two characters having a conversation about one knowing the other in the future, and then the other not having met him yet, technically, it was dope, okay? <laughs> it was really crafty. It was smart. I really enjoyed it. But we'll save that conversation uh, for a movie talk episode, because today is Wednesday, and so we're doing some philosophical questions, so we're going to hop right into it. All right, so hopping into some philosophical questions, we got our automated moderator, moderator, <laughs> automated moderator. Jeez, that's a tough little tongue twister there. But yeah, we got him slash her. I'm not judging her gender or assuming it's gender. I just said her. Oh man, we're just rambling already. Let's get into this. <laughs> okay, what does that even say? Nope, I already did that one. That's why. Okay. How would you define genius? Ain't that a fun one? Uh, I was about to say, well, it depends on the definition of genius. Well, yes, yeah, the freaking question, John. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, ooh, quick little, like, side note that applies to this question, right? So there's this YouTube channel, which you've probably heard of because they're kind of big. They have, like, 6 million subs called Jubilee, right? And they do a bunch of, like, social experiment, social conversation type episodes. And there's this one episode they did that was like ranking people on their smartness or like how their, their IQ, what the, uh, say like a, was it six people? And like they all had like different professions and they went about and told like what school they went to, what they do, all that stuff. And so they had them like rank what they think or who they think uh, would be the smartest to dumbest, uh, based off of like a number system, like from six to one, right? And they had all of them sit down, take an IQ test, and then they had them like 
they aligned them in uh, the order of which, you know, who scored highest or had the highest IQ based off of uh, the IQ test, right? And so one of the people in there, she was, uh, I think she was like a Harvard graduate, maybe it was a Yale graduate. She had a PhD, doctorate, all that stuff. And so in the original ranking, people had put her as the highest. And then next to her was a Harvard graduate. They were differing schools. One was Harvard, one was Yale. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> and so uh, they did it. They had them all lined up like that. And they had to kind of have the, you know, the one-on-one interviews as that was going on. And, you know, people were saying, okay, of course she would be like, the smartest, she has a doctorate, yada, yada, yada. She was, you know, kind of spouting the same stuff. Then after the IQ test, she was actually ranked the lowest. <laughs> she got no one, or she was ranked one out of the six. And it was hilarious because, like, her whole tone changed. She was like, oh, I think, you know, IQ tests don't actually show how smart someone is and yada, yada, all that stuff. Just because, you know, she ranked the lowest. If she had actually ranked the highest, she would have been like, oh, yeah, IQ tests definitely show how smart you are. It's just because, you know, you didn't get the highest ranking. Uh, and also funnier than that, so the guy who was second or technically fifth in IQ was originally ranked the lowest because he was a military guy. So he didn't go to college, straight into the military, so everyone assumed he would just be stupid or whatever. But he was right behind uh, the other you know, Ivy League dude, who, first of all, he was super chill. Like, he didn't boast or anything like that even before when they were doing the original rankings. Like, and then he ended up being the highest, and he was also chill about that. But it was just cool to see, like, the dude that ranked the lowest was technically the second highest, right? But all of that to say, that little side note to say, is that I personally don't think that, like, how far you go in your education determines how smart you are or like if you are a genius or how high your IQ is I think that's just more so if you want to go further in your education you go further in your education right I'm pretty sure there are plenty of people who are genius level right who have like genius level IQs that don't have a doctorate or five doctorates uh some probably don't even have a master's or a bachelor's right like I don't think that that would determine genius level right what i think defines uh a genius besides like numbering based off of iq uh is more so just like oh, how do i say it one social awareness right so not necessarily being like super socially active but socially aware in the fact that like you can communicate with like anyone right in an efficient way so you know like different walks of life different personalities different education levels or smartness levels that's a dumb word but <laughs> but i think that kind of lends itself to someone being considered almost you know considered like on the genius end i think also with that is um like the ability to pick up stuff, I guess you could say pick up stuff quickly. Like uh, not necessarily being just like a fast learner because anyone can be a fast learner, but like quickly, truly understanding something. Like like to have a true in-depth understanding of something uh, 
you know, it's like below or beyond surface level and being able to do that quickly, right? I think you combine those two things, you kind of get in like the shape of a genius, I think you could say. And also, well, this is more like a personality thing, but I feel like most people that are like geniuses, right? Are people that are willing to admit that they don't know everything. <laughs> like people are willing to admit that there are aspects or areas uh, of life or, you know, the workforce or any concept that they do not know, they're not uh, experts on. You're willing to admit that and also willing to learn and listen to someone else who is an expert on that thing. Even if that person may not be, you know, quote unquote, considered a genius, but they may be a genius in their specific field, right? Or just at least an expert in their specific field. And someone who would be considered a genius, at least by my definition, would be able to sit down and just listen without having to, you know, always speak up. You're always trying to act they're the smartest in the room. You know, I think it was a quote, I forgot who said it. I might interpret that, it's definitely a quote. But it's like the smartest person in the room is usually the one who doesn't try to act like they're the smartest person in the room. Like, you know, they listen to everyone, listen to everyone's point of view, everyone's opinions. I think stuff like that, you know, with the social awareness, with the uh, ability to learn stuff quickly. I think that, at least for me, by my definition, is what defines a genius, if that makes sense, right? I, I feel like there's like a bunch of different ways you can quote unquote define a genius besides just having a genius level IQ. Uh, I think there's a lot that goes into it, but I think a lot of it is just like intangibles, right like stuff you can't necessarily measure but you can see it right if you're if you're if you're with someone who is like that you can you can feel it right it's like yo this dude's definitely a freaking genius yeah, the person probably doesn't even they probably do know it but they, <laughs> they don't admit it because like i said like they're the type of person that doesn't just go around flaunting it right they they listen more than they speak because i mean that's how you learn stuff anyway uh but yeah We'll, we'll rock with that as my answer to that question. We'll, we'll get this number down so I make sure I don't forget it like I did last time. Okay, next question. Uh, why don't we as a species take more advantage of the fact that we have almost infinite knowledge available to us? Why don't we as a species take more advantage hmm. Interesting, interesting question. Uh, hold on, let me, let me read that question again, just to make sure I got it right. Why don't we as a species take more advantage of the fact that we have almost infinite knowledge available to us? Um, that's oh, a tough one. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it's like a difficult question because I don't necessarily agree with that question. I don't think that we don't take advantage of that fact. I think that we do, or at least we try to. Like, just look at science in general. Like, like, we are constantly trying to learn more stuff. We are constantly trying to gain more knowledge. Because, uh, honestly, I don't, first of all, I don't even think we have infinite knowledge available to us. Because all knowledge that is available to us was found by us, right? Like, someone had to figure it out. Someone had to do research, learn about stuff, the science behind it, you know, archaeology, stuff like that, like that, that's humans, right? And so I don't think that, I don't think it's the, the case that we don't take advantage 
of that. For one, I don't think we have infinite knowledge. Two, I think that we do take advantage of the knowledge that we do have in order to continue gaining more knowledge. Because it's, it's a constant, it's a, it's a, how do you say it? Like, it's like a build, it's building blocks, right? Stepping stones. You learn something new, which leads you to learn something new, right? You discover new technology, which allows you to uh, do more research in this field or that field, right? I think it's, yeah, I, th I think it's that we we are doing that to the best of our abilities. I believe that we are doing that. I think there are things that we do know that we shouldn't know. <laughs> Not necessarily that we shouldn't know, but things that could definitely be abused, right? Which I think could lend itself to really answer that question of why don't we use the infinite knowledge? Because there's things that we shouldn't, not like we shouldn't know, but that the fact that we do know them has led to a lot of problems, right? The discovery of nuclear fission, which subsequently led to nuclear bombs, right? Like that is, that was humanity reaching for something new, for new knowledge to figure something out. I forgot his name. Was it wasn't Chopin? I forgot the dude's name. The guy who worked in the Manhattan Project, and uh, you know, was technically the father of the atom bomb. And uh, but I do remember like he had some deep, deep depression and regrets about that, about like figuring it out because he knew what was gonna happen. He knew that that you know what he created was gonna be used and it was gonna be used on other humans. So. To kind of going against the question, for one, I don't think that we don't use the infinite knowledge available to us uh, to go along with the question. I, With the knowledge that is available to us, I don't think we use all of it because we know that it can easily be abused, right? Or there's certain things that we do know that could definitely be taken advantage of uh, for, for negative reasons. Uh, ooh, ooh, this is a kind of cool callback reference, Tenet, right? The movie I just watched. With the discovery of, uh, what were they called? Not, I guess the jumps or time jumps. They weren't jumps. They were called switches. Switches. Yes. With the discovery of switches and being able to go forward and backward in time, it was immediately taken advantage of and immediately going to be used to essentially destroy the world and destroy all of humanity because one dude was just salty. <laughs> And so I, I think that is, in a way, uh, a good reflection of how reality actually works. If, as, as we further our knowledge of things, as we try to discover uh, new things, there will just be, there will always just be people or entities or groups that will figure out ways to abuse it, which is why, you know, I don't think that we do necessarily use all the knowledge uh, or the information that we currently have. Because like I always say, humans are humans and they will always be humans. And what do we know about humans? Humans low-key kind of hate other humans. <laughs> also, humans are selfish and will always want, if, if, if any point anyone has an advantage, that advantage will be used to press uh, the people below them. So yeah, I think that somewhat answers the question but also kind of is a rebuttal to the question in and of itself uh but yeah 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 i think that i think that suffices for me 
Uh, type in that number real quick, and we go again. Let's see what we get here. What would happen to society in which no one had to work and everyone was provided enough food, water, shelter, health care for free? <sighs> what? <laughs> uh, if no one had to work and everyone's got everything for free, we would, for one, dude, look at Wally, bro. I'm using a bunch of movie references today. <laughs> like what happened in Wally when everyone got on the spaceship because, uh, you know, the Earth was essentially in ruin and no one had to do anything anymore. Bones shrank, everyone became overweight, uh, all that stuff. Because, like, if no one has to work for anything, no one's going to do anything. I think also that will lead to a whole heaping load of depression because no one... Well, maybe not. Maybe just for me. <laughs> because I've talked about boredom. talked about it yesterday, about how boredom and what that does to me. But I feel like a lot of people are also in the same boat, right? Uh, for a lot of people, work gives them purpose, right? Having to work to achieve those things, such as food, water, shelter, healthcare, that gives them purpose. And so if you were to strip that away and no one had to work a lot of people feel like they don't have a purpose anymore, right? I mean, I guess you could say, okay, well, then you could. Well, that would say, okay, but see, now you got to ask yourself, what is defined as work, right? Because, like, I would say, okay, you can create, that'd give people time to create stuff, you know, to uh, create nonprofits, to create charities, to create other stuff, but that's technically work. So, like, <laughs> and I guess also you wouldn't necessarily need charities if everyone had equal access to food water shelter health care right there wouldn't be a need for any of that stuff yeah dude no humanity would eventually just like collapse on itself from just just boredom you'd get people to get bored and we would just start doing stuff out of boredom uh and if you think about it like a lot of wars are started because of i mean one land disputes but two those land disputes are usually because of access to food, water, and shelter. If everyone had access to it, I guess there wouldn't be any wars, but people would still find a reason to fight, right? <laughs> just because, you know, we're humans, that's what we do. Uh, but at the same time, I, I just, yeah, to really answer the question, I feel like everyone would kind of descend to a pretty deep depression of having absolutely nothing to do, right? I mean, because even extroverts, right? You can only hang out with people for so long before you just like, okay, I need to do something else. And if there was nothing else to do except just leisure, like you would get bored of leisure. Everything would lose its flavor. The fun of leisure is because you know that you're not doing work, right? The reason why there's an allure to the idea of Friday nights and weekends is because it's a break from work. If every day was essentially a weekend or had that same uh, value as a weekend, it would then lose its value, right? Like we, <laughs> we, we would just have nothing to do anymore because we would have done everything. You would have explored everything, would have uh, gone to every single restaurant, gone to every single bar, hung out with a bunch of different people. You'd get sick of it. You'd get absolutely sick of it. And then you just feel like you would have nothing left to do in life the suicide rates would freaking skyrocket like because <laughs> people would just feel useless right at least that's the way i see it maybe i'm wrong maybe not but like even people that would say oh yeah i would love to never work again 
if ever given that, would eventually get bored of never having to work again. Because the reason why you say you never have to want to work again is because you're currently working. But once you're no longer working and all you do is not work, it's like, okay, what's the point? Like, because I'm not, I'm not escaping from anything. So it's like, what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's just me. It's the way I see it. But hey, that is the way I see it. <laughs> uh, what time are we at? Now I'll do one more, depending on how long that conversation goes. Let us see. Can society with it, oh, I said that wrong. Can society exist without laws? Technically, mm, technically, you know, because like if there were no governmental laws, we as a society would would implement our own laws. Like that's just how it works. Like <laughs> because laws are what quote unquote keep the peace, right? I mean, look at the purge, bro. I'm just hitting all the movie references today. <laughs> but look at the purge, right? With the purge, all crime is legal. There technically are no laws. Look at what happens to society in the span of 12 hours. Like, descent into madness. And I feel like if if we were to create a, just a brand new society with no government involved at all, society in it of itself just as humans we would create our own laws based off of morals that's just what we do and we'd either create our own laws or we'd say okay these are the morals and these morals are law you cannot kill you cannot steal uh those are the two big ones that i can think of everything else i don't really can't, can't really think of <laughs> because like, those are the two like major like laws people think of when you think creating a society don't kill don't steal and uh yeah everyone's happy <laughs> uh but yeah no matter what like that would happen because assuming you didn't have those laws like people would just kill freely oh you pissed me off you guess what you're dead you cut me off in traffic guess what you're dead like oh you have something that i want i will steal it and you can't do anything about it unless you want to kill me you know what i'm saying like like it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't work it wouldn't happen it just no <laughs> simple answer to that question can society exist without laws no it can't because for reasons i just said and because humans are humans and we will eventually just create our own laws even if they're not written in stone there would just be the morals that we live by and those morals would then technically be law so yeah that's that's my answer to that one <laughs> uh good times with this stuff i love this stuff but if you enjoyed the podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, set it backwards, whatever, give it a like, give it a rating, give it a follow, all that good jazz. Let me know as you like it. If you do like it, share it with your friends because good friends give friends good things and you want to be a good friend. So give your friend a good thing. Of course, if you want to follow on social media, it is at Hat on the Instagrams. And as always, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every single day. Day. I kind of forgot how that was. 8 a.m. Eastern every day. I forgot how that goes. <laughs> Either way, I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. And I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, I remember now. 8 a.m. Eastern, same time, same place, every single day. Boom. Got it. There you go. <laughs>